Hello and good morning. Welcome to Box of Cameras. This is Matt. Ah, it's a beautiful sunny Sunday morning. I can't think of the last time it was nice enough for me to sit outside on my deck. Well, I can. It was last year sometime in October, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really enjoying it right now. The sun is out. It's about 50 degrees, little breeze. You might hear a little wind chime in the background, um, but things are good here. It's been, what, about five days since I put out the last podcast about scanning. Hope that uh, you enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to it, go back one and listen to it. Tell me what you think about it. Um, today, like I said, it's a beautiful sunny day, which means I'm going to get outside and ride my bike. Of course, I'll be taking the camera with me. Uh, I always take a couple of them in my bags and stop and uh, take photos along the way. And they get posted off and on throughout the year. I'm sure if you go back through any of my social medias, you'll see several pictures of the different things out there that I've come across while riding my bike. Uh, anyways, that's what's going on today. We're going to talk about a camera that I pulled out of the, uh, the box of cameras here. Very strange and interesting camera that most people don't even bother to use anymore uh, you put a little effort into it though you can come up with something and uh, something that's quite unique and nice and we'll talk about that in a minute one thing i want to do is uh, again give a shout out to graham over at filmpodcastnetwork.com for listing all the different kind of uh, film photography podcasts that are out there uh, he's got a nice little list going if you're listening to this show, I'd recommend that you hop on uh, that, filmpodcastnetwork.com, and see the listings. And you might find another podcast that's uh, equally as interesting as this one. <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, thanks, Graham, for uh, listing uh, the box of cameras over there. And I uh, look forward to uh, hearing more from yours. Thanks. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe I, I didn't name the podcast correctly you know um, instead of box of cameras it should be called several boxes of cameras and other photography stuff um, they're they're just they're just everywhere I, I'm kind of a pack rat at least that's what my wife accuses me of being uh, fortunately she only allows me to pack rat in a few certain places and one of them is uh, one of the rooms in our house one of our old spare bedrooms and that's pretty much all photography, and I do my computer work in here, and uh, my clothes and whatnot. So, you know, it's it's kind of a mess. I'm just going to be the first to admit it. There are cameras literally uh, piled up on the floor. God, that's embarrassing. Anyways, I have, uh, while, while getting ready for some future podcasts, and I decided I needed to move some things around. There was a box in here that was bothering me that I was going to throw away. And I dug around and, and pulled this box out, and there were 17 SLRs, uh, perfectly functioning, working SLRs. This was not my box of broken cameras. No, this was just a box of SLRs. Um, you know, so I sat down one evening and put batteries in and made sure that they all still functioned, make sure that there wasn't anything wrong with any of them. And of course, they all worked. Um, these were all kinds of different makes, several Minoltas. You guys know I got a thing for Minoltas. I also got a thing for Pentax. I had a few Pentax in there. Had a couple Spotmatics. Um, another Minolta 
X700, which I didn't know I had. Uh, what else did I find in there? All kinds of things. A couple of uh, other SLRs, a, a Canon, um, just another, another, it's just a mess. I got so many of them, they're, they're crawling out of everywhere. So I just decided I'm going to, you know what I always do, put film in it and shoot it. And someday I'll get it developed and post pictures. Uh, but seriously, I think I'm going to sell a couple of these. Some of them are duplicates. And quite frankly, if I'm not using them, they're probably better off in someone else's hands. So I may do that. I haven't quite made up my mind on that 100%. But, you know, being a pack rat, you hate to get rid of anything. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. But, you know, the only thing I know is that I, I know I've got a lot of stuff in here. And I'll be able to put out a lot of episodes for the foreseeable future as I go through all these different cameras, do a little review on them and talk about it. Anyways, that's where we're at. And so here's one of the cameras I found, and it is not an SLR. Okay, this is a camera that uh, I, I have fond memories of. Not actually because I owned one to use, but because we had one of these when I was a little kid, and it was in like a toy box. And my brother and I used to use this uh, camera to take pictures of each other and uh, you know, of course, we didn't have any film or anything, but we enjoyed ourselves, you know, pretending to be our dad and snapping photos. And uh, what, it, what it is, is the Kodak Instamatic X15. That's right, a Kodak Instamatic. Um, whenever my dad would get a new camera when, when he was young, or when we were young, I guess we were all younger then, um, the old camera, if it was one like this, old plastic uh, point-and-shoot, really, uh, would go into the toy box, and my brother and sister and I, we would use those as playthings. So uh, when this camera showed up, I was absolutely thrilled. It went on the shelf just because it reminded me of being a little kid. Uh, it's right next to the, the, the brownie Hawkeye that uh, we also used to play with. So it's kind of strange when I got this. I knew how to use it. I, I knew everything about it because I played with it as a little kid. Um, and that got me thinking, you know, I, I, I need to get some film for this thing. And um, did a little digging around on eBay and found some old, nasty, expired, what, tri-print, tri triple-print cartridges. God only knows when they expired. I popped them in there, shot them up developed them, um, developed them in, in Rodinal stand and got some fuzzy gray pictures, nothing spectacular, but I didn't really care because really all I wanted was the, uh, the actual cartridge itself with the backing paper. That's right. There's backing paper inside the cartridge. The cartridge is a uh, 126 is what they call it in stomatic. And so they would uh, take this, uh, film and it had a backing paper, just like a uh, 120, for those of you who are you know new to that, um, and film on one side, and it's in a plastic cartridge that basically kept everything light, tight, and easy to deal with. And so you would pop the cartridge in, snap your pictures, take the cartridge out, take it to the store, and get it developed. Um, but it really comes from, and I believe that uh, the the cartridge type camera film. Uh, comes from the 60s. I think that's when it was first launched, early 60s. So 126, a little bit later, came out 110, which is another one that I've used quite a bit as a youngster. Um, 
And basically, it's, it's you could see um, the camera manufacturers and film manufacturers addressing items that maybe people had problems with to make things easy. You know, it was kind of difficult to deal with um, um, roll film, you know, with the paper backing and the film. And boy, if you, if you did it wrong, you know, you could expose it. Uh, you could, you know, the paper would rip. You'd have all kinds of different problems. And uh, this just made it another way, another easy way. So essentially, because it made it easier, it was just another way they could get more cameras sold and more film sold. Because really, that's what Kodak was all about, selling film. So they made this format and then made a bunch of cameras that worked with it. And some other manufacturers also made some, but not a lot. The Instamatics were primarily uh, Kodak's world. Um, the Kodak Instamatic X15 itself, it's a you know black plastic rectangle. It's got a piece of silver plastic across the top and the front, and then there's a square part that says Instamatic X15 with the lens on it. Um, if you Google Instamatic X15, you'll see a picture of it, and this is exactly what it looks like. Um, the thing is, is this uh, 126 film uses, um, excuse me, creates square format pictures. And the thing about 126 film is that it's the same width as 35 millimeter film. The difference is, is that it doesn't really have full sprockets on both sides of the film or both edges of the film. It has one sprocket that you that it uses to measure out the the um, the distance between the, the the photographs on the film and so the backing paper has this little slot and when you advance the film you just keep moving it until there's a little prong that pokes through the hole that's in the in the film and so there you go you take your shot and you move on they they generally took about 12 photographs on each one and square format you know so square format which a lot of people think instagram invented um here it was being used on the instamatic x15 now this this camera itself they made them from 1970 to 1976 uh, it has a 43 millimeter fixed focus lens which means uh, it's a little bit wider than a 50 millimeter and plastic is all get out um reasonably reasonably um, um, I'll say reasonably focused reasonably clear it's not anything you know spectacular but because of the way it's manufactured it also isn't like some of our current um, plastic cameras with plastic lenses where people think you're gonna get vignetting or um, strange aberrations around the ends it's really made for this particular camera uh, you get essentially a clear photograph from edge to edge on these square photographs uh, shutter speed is 1 45th or 190 i think that's determined by if you put a flash cube up on the top it took these things called magic cubes magic cubes it's magic and they would take these little square things. And the cool thing about it was, you know, this was at the time when most people didn't have like a speed light or a separate flash that recharged. You used light bulbs in your flashes, little bulbs that were made specifically for it. And the Magic Cube put four bulbs in a little cube. 
It's about an inch by an inch by an inch, roughly. And when you took a picture, it would flash and it would twist and move on to the next, the next one. So you could get four flash pictures out of one of your bulbs, which was better than a single bulb per flash, you know. So uh, you saw a lot of Instamatic, a lot of flash bulbs back in the day in the early 70s. At least that's my recollection. Everybody had some sort of an Instamatic or a Kodak type of camera that took the flash, the, the magic cubes. Um, you find them now on eBay and whatnot. Um, I, I don't need one. I'm not going to use this thing in the house, but anyways. Uh, the aperture on this is f11, so it's sort of uh, better for outdoors. You know, maybe not the brightest, sunniest day. It's it's still going to get you a decent picture. Uh, once you get to darker conditions, this is not the camera to use. Now then, I'm going to stop here, and we're going to go on to talk about how I'm using these today. Okay, so you know. To use any kind of an Instamatic camera takes some effort uh, because you just, it's so hard to find actual um, unused or I should say fresh. Well, I know it's not fresh, but it's fine. It's hard to find uh, 126 film cartridges. Um, mainly because most of them have been gone through and um, most of them are really old and, and you know some people just don't want to mess with them like i said i use this old triple print film um i think it was probably from the early 70s i bought it for dirt cheap because uh the person getting rid of it just was like well i just want to get rid of it you know why would anybody want this i'm like well i'll give you a few bucks for all of those so i ended up with three cartridges shot them main thing was you know when i i develop all of my film myself was very careful when I cracked open the cartridges and uh, pulled the film out, loaded it up onto a spool, and then untaped it. Again, it's just like 120 film where it's taped onto this film backing. And if you're if you're careful, you can keep the backing in good shape. Um, when you when I do it, I always want to peel the tape off of the film as opposed to the the film and tape off of the paper. Uh, the reason for that is I want to keep that tape there. Because that marks a spot where where you would want to start with your film, and then all the numbers line up. When you pull one of these out, it's about 14 to 16 inches long, roughly. I don't even know if it's that long. A um, little over a foot long for one of these uh, pieces of film, which isn't very much. Um, so what I did is I developed the film. Again, it wasn't great because it was super old and super expired. I did get some usable images, and I'll put a few of them up here. Uh, what I did, though, was then take and spooled up a little bit of uh, fresher film. Again, for me, fresh is kind of relative. Maybe just say less recently expired or more recently expired. Yeah, yeah, more recently expired. And so I had some uh, old Fuji 100 and uh, taped it on the end, put it in a dark bag, spooled it up, rolled it up carefully onto uh, uh, the, the little spool there, about a foot or so. And you roll it up kind of tight. There's, there's two little spools in there that you, that you hook it up to. What, you know, the paper's hooked up to one of them. The other one is just empty. And so spooled it back onto itself taped it up 
and threw it in the camera, took it out and used it, and bam. Here's this camera that hasn't probably been used for 30 years, and I'm out taking pictures with it, which always makes me feel good. Um, so I took the X-15, and, and like I said, I, I put some new film into the, into the cartridges and have taken it out and used it. Now, one of the things that you'll get, and this is kind of a weird thing, some people like it, some people don't, is that you'll get sprocket holes on these on these um, images. Now the reason is, like I said, it's the same. The film is the same width as 35 millimeter. Um, it only has the normal film only has one sprocket, you know, every inch and a half, just to space the the photographs on the film. Regular 35 has, you know, what nine or six. Uh, sprockets per inch something like that uh, maybe not quite that many but a few and it's on both sides so when you use one of these cameras these 126 cameras you'll get a row of sprockets and it's always going to be on the top of your image the bottom of the image won't have any sprockets because it's masked down on the bottom the, the cartridge itself always masked that bottom single one so the square image is above the bottom of your image so you just kind of have to know and kind of decide what you want if you want sprockets along the top of your image you know compose for that if you don't compose for that as well um, the other thing is scanning sprocket holes which is a topic into itself and I'm not going to go into it but other than to say all those black spots on there do affect how your your scanner picks up the images and so you got to do a little bit of extra planning and and whatnot to make them work um, but bottom line is this is a point and shoot of the most simple basic point and shoot plasticiness that you could possibly find and the fact that you can sit here and, and put some film in it roll some film up onto these things and go out and take pictures of them today is what i find fantastic and fascinating um, whenever i'm out using this somebody almost always comes up to me it's like you know well of course after the obvious i didn't know they still made film followed by i didn't know they still made film for those you usually get to yeah we used to have one of those when i was a kid so that to me is what what i like about shooting the instamatic x15 um got a few uh, images on this one here uh, hopefully i'll finish it up today and get get it developed and uh post some pictures i actually spooled up some old uh, eastman xt film mainly because i wanted something that was uh, low iso you know f11 and a shutter speed of about 145 yeah i think i'm i'm gonna go with uh kind of a slower a slower speed film just to see what happens but again that's what we pulled out of the box of cameras this week. The old Instamatic, Kodak Instamatic X15. Um, using a camera like this takes some effort if you're not willing to go through the effort of re-spooling the, uh, the film cartridges. It's probably best just that you skip it. But if you want a challenge and something that does produce photographs, um, it's a fun camera to pick up and, and experiment with. All right, that's it for the Kodak Instamatic X15. Uh, if you find one, they probably cost you maybe two dollars. They're not they're not um, in demand, so it's up to you if you want to pick one up and use it. Anyways, 
Uh, looks like it's going to be a, a nice week out here. I might actually get out and shoot some Polaroids for Polaroid week. Um, already took a couple yesterday. Got my old Spectro out, and we're going to get that to use. Going to grab something for my bike ride this afternoon so I can snap some pictures while I'm riding. Um, other than that, uh, this is Matt at Box of Cameras. If you want to find me on Flickr, oh, and there's Flickr in the news. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Uh, Flickr is Matt Melcher, all one word. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at box underscore of underscore cameras. That's right, box of cameras with underscores in there. And also, um, I have a personal account on Instagram, and it's Matt Melcher as well. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Um, if you need to reach out to me, send me an email. You can do it right here through the Anchor app and give me a, leave me a voicemail or a recording. Or you can reach me at my personal email, mattmelcher at msn.com. You folks have yourselves a great day, a great weekend. Get outside and enjoy things. Spend some time with, with your loved ones. And uh, get out and shoot some, uh, some great film shots. Share them up there on the social medias. And I look forward to hearing from you. This is Matt at Box of Cameras. Have a great day.